It's a film with three brains. 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 Stephen Kovacs. Hey! You guys play here too? Cool. The price of cable just went up. I gave you free cable. The guy is a sociopath. Ah! Come back here so that I may bring thee! Okay, I'm going. Take off! Hi. Welcome to the film with three brains. I am Cohen in Maplewood, New Jersey. And this is Sean in Chicago. And this is Sam wondering, can money pay for all the days I've lived awake but half asleep? <laughs> we'll come back to that. Wow. I've been down, I've been down high. I've been down high. <laughs> right Ever since the day we met. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I thought you'd pause a little bit. Nah. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> we'll still come back to it. Okay. Yeah. What are we talking uh, about today? We are talking about a, a film from 1996 called The Cable Guy, starring a fellow by the name of James Carey and Matty Broderick. <laughs> uh, directed by Ben Stiller. You've probably seen it. You being the viewing audience, listening audience. I bet not. Yeah. No? No, this movie did everyone's not do well in it. the U.S. No. Yeah, but everyone's seen it since. Uh, well, it has become a cult following. Yeah. Come on, everyone's seen The Cable Guy, right? No. Okay. I guess I'll have to take your word for it. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen it. In fact, this is one of three movies I saw on the same day. The only time I ever saw three movies in the theater on the same day. It was The what? Cable Guy, Eraser, and The Rock. Hmm. I would have to say at the time, The Rock was my favorite of the three, then The Cable Guy, although only slightly less, and then way below is Eraser, because that movie sucks. Yeah. I don't remember oh, yeah. that one. That's Arnold, Stinks. right? Yeah. yeah, it's bad. It's bad stuff. It, it was the doldrums of Arnold Schwarzenegger movies shortly before he became a politician. Anyway, Cable Guy. Yeah. Yes, not well received at, uh, in its day, but has since gained a bit of a cult following. I think it's great. I think it's really funny. And I liked it when it came out. And I've seen it several times since then. Siskel Many. liked it. Ebert didn't. Interesting. The New York Times trashed it. We can come back to that, too. <laughs> they did. Um, yeah, what did you think, Sam? So I haven't seen this since, since the uh, time I saw it in the theater. Wow. And when I saw it in the theater... I did not think it was that great. And I think I felt like a lot of people probably felt that coming off of Ace Ventura um, and what was this? What? The Mask. The mask. Yeah. The mask. Yeah. And then mm -hmm. going to this, I thought it was not like you're, you're it doesn't matter that the movie wasn't supposed to be that type of humor. It, it never pretended to be. It just the expectation knowing that it's a Jim Carrey movie was there for everybody. Like you just, you couldn't, you couldn't go from those two movies to this movie without expecting that. And there's nothing, you know, that, that's, that was their biggest flaw is, is the, is using Jim Carrey in this way, which is yeah. exactly what Jim Carrey wanted. But the other part that went with it, it was all over the news at that time. If you guys remember that he got paid 20 million bucks for yeah. this movie. Mm -hmm. So now the expectations even ratchet up more. So all that said, watching it this time, I actually enjoyed it. I actually, having seen Jim Carrey do other things like Eternal Sunshine of Spotless Mind or even things that I don't like as much in years since, realized like he didn't want to just be that total slapstick guy and, mm -hmm. he, and he's not anymore that total slapstick guy, even though I love those original movies, those, mm -hmm. those are the, the first handful. Um, but I didn't have to think about that. Like that was, the, you know, trying to make that comparison yeah. to those movies or who he is is totally gone now 
So then I could just watch the movie and I enjoyed it. So I enjoyed it more than I did back then. Um, I still have some criticisms of the movie, but overall it was, the humor is totally different. It's a lot darker and, um, I like dark humor though. So that's not a flaw at all. Um, but yeah, it's, it's definitely more enjoyable this, this time around, I think. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> the, uh, 27th time was pretty good for me too. So. <laughs> um i mean it's yeah. i watch it you know when it's on mm -hmm. in bits and pieces but it's rare that i will sit and watch it from start to finish yeah although i have i definitely have i think i had it on tape or something i don't know i had it around or i just liked it i think colin and i are kind of in the same boat yeah and i think the reason maybe the reason why or i think the reason why is that he, this fits his it fits him pretty well, more than most. Like, yeah. liar, liar, he's way over the top, which is actually after this. <laughs> yeah. But, um, and yeah, it's, you know, he can do subtle, like, drama. He can just, he can just turn it off. But I like it when he's doing it, but not doing it. He's doing it for a, a character. Because this, I feel like um, certain movies, he, he really comes up with, like, mannerisms and things about the character. And this yeah. is the first time I remember him really doing that. And it really seemed to work well, you know, just like his under, under bite sort of jaw thing, his lisp. I don't know if that, I don't know if he came up with that. Um, you know, just, just everything about his performance is like, yeah, this guy is hilarious. He's a, he's a creepy asshole, but he's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> How can you not laugh at him? I didn't really I, care for the lisp. I thought it was distracting. Um, I like it. Yeah. I, 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 I could have, I could take it or leave it for the most part until the end. I love it when they're fighting on the satellite dish in the rain and he, and Matthew Broderick punches him and his list yep. goes away. Yeah. Right. And then he punches him again and he goes, you stupid son of a bitch. <laughs> and it's back. Yeah. Like that bit for me is worth everything. It was funny enough to me that it's worth everything before that, where I don't really care about it. Yeah. I you love know, that even more knowing not, that that was an ad lib. Right, he actually yeah. messed up, you know, you can see him kind of go, Steven, Steven. And then they kept it because then he goes right, right back into character. You stupid son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> no, I did think that that joke was great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so it's a lot honestly, of Honestly, if so. I were a movie maker, I would do something where you play it the whole movie just to get one five second joke <laughs> at the end. Like that. I'm totally up for that. Like. Yeah. 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 I mean, and I don't know. I, I think that he was involved in the rewrites, right? Because they, well, Apatow and Stiller, yeah. kind of, you know, went over yeah. it with him a bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They talked to him about stuff. <laughs> I mean, Judd Apatow tried to get a writer's credit, but um, it's notoriously difficult to get the Writers Guild to sort of adjust writing credits. Yeah, they're more protective of the writer than yeah, the, definitely. And he's got a, he's a producer. He's yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think it was Ben Ben Stiller said that the the original script written by Lou Holtz Jr., which is the only script he's ever written, his only credit on IMDb. It's crazy, yeah. Not not any relation to the football coach. Um, wrote said, like a, a pretty standard buddy comedy, <laughs> and then Judd Apatow introduced sort of the darkness of it all to it in Jim Carrey with Jim Carrey's encouragement, you know. Mm-hmm. And just kept pushing and pushing. And then Ben Stiller said they, you know, they basically did two takes of, or, you know, did two versions of every single shot, the dark and a light. And they were going to kind of figure it out and post which one to go with. And they just ended up, they just kept going with the dark takes and the dark takes and it just worked for them. And I yeah. think it's great. I love it. I didn't read it this time, but at some point I, I had come across the fact that that scene when he comes in, he, he, uh, the dream sequence when he busts mm -hmm. in, he goes, <laughs> I just want to hang out. No big deal. You know that, <laughs> yeah. like that was like the seed of the, of the movie. Like this, this idea that this guy is <laughs> <laughs> obsessed with having a buddy to have a Heineken with and, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah. takes it to an extreme. Like that was kind of their idea. And then it was just, yeah, it's how it's it's really hard to play for laughs and to have kind of a, I mean, yeah, the plot's kind of flimsy if you want to call it that. Mm -hmm. I, I think if I can remember my first viewing, it probably is that 
the ending wasn't satisfying enough for me, but yeah. Um, I also think that this is one of the few movies where uh, subsequent viewings are necessary to, to really understand the movie, to appreciate yeah. the movie. Maybe not to understand it, because you can understand it. Sure. But, I mean, I put it in the category with The Big Lebowski, which I will pick unless someone else beats me to it. But someday, someday. <laughs> it is but, your pick next. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm tipping my hand. I'm not, not picking that one. But, uh, you know, that like that movie I saw in the theater, liked it a lot, didn't really put it together, and then have been watching it every ever since I've been watching that movie. And, and it never has decreased in in value to me right and that's kind of how i feel about the cable guy yeah it's not perfect i mean we know it's not perfect we know it's it's you know it's kind of over the top in certain places or certain things that choices they made but like i mean the fact that he's falling i i think maybe the you know he the the end scene when he's explaining or when he has the the realization like oh you know i'm you know i learn the facts of life from watching the facts of life, (laughs) which I think is still hilarious, but also like, that's the, that's the point they want to like say, okay, you know, they didn't really pick, they picked on TV really. They didn't pick on movies per se. They picked on the TV, especially Mm -hmm. he had to kill the babysitter. He had to have this moment where, you know, some other, (laughs) where Kyle gas from tenacious D stops watching TV and picks up a book. Picks up a book. Yeah. Yeah. So it was uh, a little, little heavy, but I still really like it. Yeah, I agree. I'm, I'm an unabashed Jim Carrey fan, or where I, I, I don't like all his movies, but I like his first several movies for sure. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, like in you know the first say five or six movies he made, um, starting with Ace Ventura: Pet Detective, which I will always. I will always say is the hardest I've ever laughed in a movie theater <laughs> when I saw that movie. I it's saw a great it one. Two of my friends in college, we went to see it and we were a little drunk, not shit faced, but a little drunk and laughed our asses off through the whole thing. And every time I see it, I laugh my ass off. Everything about that movie <laughs> cracks my ass. I think it's hilarious. Like I would put that in the top 10 funniest comedies of all time. It kills me just thinking about it, how fucking funny yeah. it is. And then the mask is really great. You know, I mean, it's just like perfect for him. I think Dumb and Dumber is fantastic. Yep. And it's stupidity. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Batman Forever is garbage. I thought he was pretty good, though. Um, Ace Ventura and Nature Calls is funny. And then The Cable Guy and then Liar Liar, which has one of the best lines of any of his movies. When, uh, <laughs> when his son says... Uh, like my teacher says, everybody's beautiful on the inside. And he says, that's just something ugly people say. And then he goes, and he makes a fist and grinds his teeth. That That just kills me. Anyway. So, yeah, I I think this like seeing a darker version of his, his goofiness, I think was great. You know, I loved it. Everything about it. I thought was awesome. Yeah. That's what I mean. I think that there's something about this that fits his humor. Mm hmm. Um, better than most. Yeah. Because like Liar, manic... Liar Liar is, is pretty funny. It's pretty funny. But yeah. it also is trying to be very sweet mm-hmm. and very sort of... It's trying to play play with... I mean, it's just a single idea that sure. they riffed on and made him a whole movie around. Yeah. And it mostly works. And I like... But... I didn't think I like about Liar Liar is he... You know, in movies like Ace Ventura and Batman Forever, um, you know, he's just like... Yeah, he's good just like a manic character. And in Liar Liar, he's not a manic character who is suddenly becomes a manic character, sort of, you know, like he's just a dude who's trying not to be manic, but he can't help himself. Yeah. And that aspect of it, I like a lot. Watching him go back and forth. Yeah. I mean, and then there's the Truman Show, which is absolutely the most restrained thing he's probably ever done. That and Eternal Sunshine. Yeah, right. You know, he had a really great track record there for a while. Then he made some crap. Like the number 23. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. That's dark that one. without humor and woof. Tough to watch. 
Did you guys see I Love You, Philip Morris? Yeah. With, that was pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty good. It's Interesting. Different for him. Yeah. Yeah. Did you uh, see the uh, little factoid that um, it almost was uh, Chris Farley? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, I, I don't can think see they that. could have done it. I don't think they I could have done it as dark. It. I think they could have made the movie and it would have been a great movie, but I don't think they could have done it as dark. I, and I, think, I don't think it would have been as dark. I think it could be, though. It, I, I think it'd be really hard to have have Chris Farley be the dark guy, but you know, go that dark. But at the same time, this movie gets dark without a hint that it's going to get that dark. <laughs> yeah, that's that to me is my biggest criticism because when mm. you like, and and you, I almost think there's like it's. It, I think it'd be really hard to do it without it. Um, because you're like, okay, where what what's where does the movie go then? Because it it almost doesn't doesn't jive that he desperately wants to be Matthew Broderick's friend, and at the same time, like he's willing to to help him get back together with his girlfriend. Like like once that starts happening, that to me is what the movie is gonna be about. Like if if you if you don't know, like you're like, oh, it's 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 part buddy friendship movie, part romantic comedy. Or whatever, and then it gets darker and darker once they set that up, and you're like, "Oh, wait, no, it's not." And to me, I was like, everything up to that point was like, "Okay, Chris Farley totally could have done this," but then once it gets to become a, a, a you know, the, it's more of a manipulative obsession, you know, kind of. I was like, you know, I just don't, I don't know that I see it with Chris mm-hmm. Farley. But, yeah, it's it's it's. It's hard to, yeah, they must have rewritten it since then. You know, when, I mean, I think um, it was just because he, Chris Farley was so big at the time. You know, he was supposed to be Shrek instead of Mike Myers. You know, he was supposed mm-hmm. to, you know, he was supposed to do this and, and you know, he passed. And he had already, he already done Tommy Boy, which was a big hit. Right. So I don't know if that was, if he was attached to this because he was big at the time or they really had an idea about his character because yeah, I don't see it either. I don't see him being, I don't see, I mean, cause <laughs> some of the best stuff that Jim Carrey does is kind of subtle. Like when he says, and he tells him his quote unquote real name says, um, you know, Chick, Chip Douglas. And then he gives you that smile. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that smile cracks me up. It's like, <laughs> it's just this stupid, like his little, you know, yeah. teeth showing and like, eh. yeah. I like it um, when he's standing outside uh, Leslie Mann's apartment, knocking, trying trying to get her to open the door so he can give her free cable, trying to get her back for Matthew Broderick. And he's like, cable guy. She's like, I didn't, I don't need a cable guy. She's like, well, I got an order here for Robin Harris. And she's like, I didn't order any cable. And then the look he gives, <laughs> the disgust and the irritation just kills me. He's like, <laughs> looks like you've got a secret admirer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think that's how I read it. It's like, it's all misplaced. Like, he's got some talent mm-hmm. and some, and he's not dumb. He knows what he's doing, but it's all misplaced. Everything, he does everything sure. wrong, or for the wrong reasons. And mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I don't think my, he's, yeah. My my favorite line in the whole movie, I, I use as a quote all the time, I have for years since this came out, is after they, they're done playing basketball. And he's like, so you want to hang out, get a Heineken? And he goes, no, nah, I'm going to go home. And he goes... Yeah, I'm gonna go shower and do some stuff. <laughs> I love that one. It just kills me. It's so sad. <laughs> You're not doing anything. You're such a loser. There's a as long as we're on that part, the, there's a trivia bit that seems a little far fetched to me. It's the Which one? the you know he okay he's he's not familiar with basketball. He he couldn't really dribble a ball, but the fact that they added. A virtual basketball? I don't. <laughs> yeah, I, I read that they, too. I think they meant that in the maybe the slam dunk part. I don't know. I part. went. I went back and watched that scene after I I'd read that, and I tried to find like figure it out, and I, I couldn't. I couldn't spot it, which I thought made me think that's a little dubious. It seemed weird, didn't it? Unless it was in a scene like that, ultimately didn't make it into the film. Because you don't really see him do much, right? When he right. walks in, he has the two balls. <laughs> and I thought balls. maybe that was the scene. He has the two balls. He's dribbling one to the other hand. 
Yeah. You know, and I thought, oh, it almost looks like he's juggling. I'm like, that oh, would cost maybe, a fortune. In maybe CG. that was that. <laughs> because then when he does bounce it off his bicep, that looks a little weird. Oh, it does? It doesn't, yeah, it doesn't look quite real. Huh. But up until then, it does. So I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I, I read that too. I thought, I don't know. That seems crazy. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, little trivia bits about this movie more than I had any I didn't have any idea how many until I started sort of digging in and reading some of the stuff about it you know I mean in starting with the cast like I forgot a good number of people who have small parts in this like the entire cast of the Ben Stiller show is in this movie yeah I forgot that you know <laughs> Andy Dick uh, Janine yeah. Garofalo which of course I remember Janine Garofalo and Andy Dick but David yeah. Cross doesn't even have a line right just in the, He's in, just in in the his, boardroom, right? Yeah, in the office. And then <laughs> Bob Odenkirk has one line. What's wrong <laughs> like, with you, man? <laughs> when they're at the, you know, plays his brother. Yeah. I forgot all that. <laughs> yeah, I mean. And Owen Wilson, I forgot, was in it, you know? There's a brief tie-in to the last movie, I would say. Um, well, which I yeah. didn't really. Well, not, not that. Well, that's no, you not it. the scene. Not the scene. <laughs> But when he's in jail and his father, George Seagal, is there. Yeah. And he goes, you know, this is killing your mother, you know? Yeah. And he says it a couple of times and it's funny. But that's actually kind of what he says in, yeah. in uh, yeah, in Midnight, in Midnight Express. Express. Yeah. Yeah. And then my, uh, another quote I really love is when George Seagal says, are you taking the pot? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He actually, Jim Carrey references, his character references three movies we've reviewed in The Cable Guy. Midnight Express. Ooh, okay. You remember, do you guys remember what the other two are? Um, I mean, it, there's, there's three references in one single, like, part. Like, <laughs> like the, when he, he gets fired from his job, he goes down in the parking garage. There's mm -hmm. the lights flashing. So that's like mm -hmm. the Highlander. Mm -hmm. And then he's Which like, we... if you build it, he will come. That's the field of dreams. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, what's the, there's what happened? There's the, the obvious part? silence of the lambs re, uh, yeah. references. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The chicken skin on his face. <laughs> yeah. um, Which shoot, I think, I think I'm not, I mean, I, I've always had the theory that that was ad-libbed. It was. Because, it was, yeah. Was it? Because you yeah. can tell in when he first does it, and if you look at Matthew Broderick, he is laughing his yes. ass off. Yeah. <laughs> and then when it cuts to the reverse angle, he's just kind of like smiling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally ad-libbed it. But, uh, um, let's see. So Which other movies we've done? Yeah. Damn it. Any hints? I mean, I, I feel like I should... Get some, uh, at least one. I mean, one more. One of them is when it's raining and they're fighting on the 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 satellite dish. Oh, that's the um, yeah, the satellite dish fight is the uh, the Bond movie, uh, Goldeneye. Oh, I guess they're actually the both. There's two in that one. There's two. That's true. Goldeneye's one of them, and then the other one is Waterworld. Oh yeah, he, oh, he okay. references Waterworld. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't see what the big deal is. I saw it twelve times. It rules. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he directly references. <laughs> <laughs> and yes of course you would remember that line because you'd be like yes <laughs> yes. yes validation yeah. exactly <laughs> and that that scene the the thing about you know playing a video game with friends in vietnam is pretty pretty spot on yeah like pretty prescient the mm -hmm. way he describes what entertainment will be you know he kind of nailed it it's really 96 is there is an internet, but it's not what we think of as the internet, you know? That's true. It still hadn't, it wasn't anything like now. The first few shots of the you know, movie it, is all the uh, static and everything. Mm -hmm. It made me cringe. I was like, oh, I remember this. You know, just fuzz and, <laughs> you know, the credits themselves get fuzzy and you're like, oh, right. get through this. Adjusting rabbit ears and whacking yeah. the TV. You kids missed, missed some fun, I tell you. Yeah. <laughs> broadcast television but yeah i mean the whole idea of cable is like <laughs> like he's explaining it's a satellite attached to coax that goes into homes and that's kind of gone i mean cable cutting is right pretty you know come and gone almost i mean it's pretty much i mean there's people that with cable sure but i mean everybody's streaming now it's 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 all based on the internet our phones are more powerful than any computer we had at the time yeah. So yeah, I think it, I think it was 
there was some foreshadowing or, you know, some fortune telling, but also it was so impossible to say what exactly what form that would take. Cause I, I remember sure. thinking that would be, yeah, like units in the, in the walls of the, of the house. So yeah, TV. And I mean, it's kind of, we have like Amazon echoes and smartphones and smart speakers and stuff like that. I think that's, that's the closest to what they're talking about. But I mean, the, yeah. the idea that we all have a personal computer that we carry around all the time is just nuts or it would have been sure. unthinkable 20 years ago. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's crazy. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's, the content is not that different. I mean, we still watch a lot of crap television and we watch, <laughs> you know, the same movies over and over and I sure. like them. <laughs> yeah, I was hoping that I would be able to segue like a certain movie from this. And I was like, oh, what do I got? Sleepless in Seattle? Uh. <laughs> Slim pickings there. I don't know. Uh, um, we were talking before about uh, Chris Farley. I also, uh, you know, there was a blurb that said Adam Sandler was considered. I was like, I, 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 I could kind of see that, I suppose. But then at some point, Ben Stiller himself... I yeah. considered playing the cable guy and that I don't see. And, yeah. and, and I don't know. Like I like Ben Stiller, but for the most part as an actor, I think he's fine in certain, like in certain things, you know, he, he gets, cre he goes to creepy way too fast, you know, like yeah. his little, obviously his, his part in uh, the dodgeball movie when he's mm -hmm. just a jerk, but Right. Um, just the little part he had in the uh, happy Gilmore when he's the <laughs> creepy <laughs> arts and crafts guy, you know, like yeah. he's way too effective and creepy. Up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's why, yeah. That's why I can't see anybody but Jim Carrey doing this. Either they're, you know, yeah. Chris Farley seems too goody goody almost. And some people seem too evil. He just, yeah, he's, yeah it's hard to see it without him. Yeah. I think Janine Garofalo is fantastic in the small part she has. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> She's so good. Her irritation is so funny. The bulging yeah. eyes and the, you know, the tick, you know. <laughs> they didn't have utensils, Dude, but they had I got Pepsi. Yeah. <laughs> She's so good. Yeah. What happened to her? She's not in much these days. It's been a while. I, I always thought she was great. Yep. Yeah, I think and this they did reality that, bites and well, they did that uh, superhero movie that flopped. Oh right, Mystery, Mystery Men. Man. Yeah, that kind of. I was saw that in the, the theater. The the end of it, I think, for her as far as like. I mean, she's her, still in. She's I mean, well, like she her. Does a lot of stuff. It seemed like she, she was going up stuff. and up and up, and then and then they made that movie, and she stopped going up and up and up. Yeah. You think it was that though? I don't. I mean, she was in a rom com called uh, "The Truth About Cats and Dogs." I saw that. Yeah, I like that um, with Uma Thurman. Yeah, and she's what's that's ninety six. What American Summer? I mean, she's in a ton of stuff. Even yeah, I mean, like throughout Mystery the, Men's ninety nine. In the last several years, she's in tons of stuff. It's just stuff I don't I haven't seen, and most of it's not movies. I suppose you know it's a lot of TV. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I, don't, I mean, yeah, whatever. I don't think a lot of people really got into Mystery Men, but. I don't know why, because it's got Tom Waits. It's got all these funny people in it. It's it's subversive to the genre, which is kind of the it, thing right now. Yeah, well, I think it was a little ahead of its time. Like, yeah, it was it's, way ahead of its time. It's sort of it's it, it's sad it's it's sat satiring films that didn't exist yet, really. Right. <laughs> you know, not really. I mean, there was a few out there, but not like there is now. Now, if that came out, you'd be like, oh, all right, that's you know. It Clever. needed to come out right before Deadpool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. yeah I, I assume that she just does, you know, she's a good writer. She's, she does podcasts and stuff. I don't, yeah. I don't follow her that closely, but yeah, I, I used to think she was the cat's pajamas. <laughs> the bee's knees. The bee's knees, man. <laughs> So, uh, when I was, uh, I had forgotten Owen Wilson was in this and he plays, he's shockingly good at playing a schmarmy douchebag. Yeah. <laughs> I don't recall him ever, ever since then playing a character quite like this, this scumbag like that. Well, he's got the, he's the same douchebag in Rushmore or oh, similar. Yeah. 
Is he? Yeah. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, I suppose. I just think of him as He's such a little... doofus all the time. Yeah. You know, that I was, I was, I forgot. You're thinking, about, you're thinking of Luke Wilson. Yeah. Well, wait. Luke, Luke Wilson. Wait. Oh, no, Wilson's not in it... Rushmore, is he? Is he? Luke Wilson's is the it... OR scrubs. Oh, I thought it was Owen Wilson. I'm remembering <laughs> it. Oh, are yeah. they? Yeah. You're right. Yeah, it's, it's Luke. Luke. That's terrible. Yeah, that's Luke Wilson. I love that movie. How can I misremember that? <laughs> it's my future. It's the Wilson brothers, you know. But I, I read a thing that... Um, They're identical twins, right? <laughs> ben Stiller cast Owen Wilson because he was a fan of Bottle Rocket. Oh, really? That's cool. Yeah. I didn't know that. And then, now, and then what I read was even more surprising is that since then... Or together, uh, Ben Stiller and Owen Wilson have been in ten films together. Or sorry, twelve. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that I get. It's crazy. <laughs> That's a lot. It's still crazy to think that they did a movie about models. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A lot of double ups, or yeah, not a lot, a lot, but there's definitely a few. There's enough. Matthew Broderick, we've covered uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off and uh, an election. So I, I have to say that oh, seeing him in this yeah. totally mm-hmm. reminded me of, of it's like, oh, he seems like he like when he's carrying his his box of stuff out from being fired from work. I was like, this is totally election. Like he's in the shower. <laughs> it's like so, so much of it. Yes. It's like it's like he he like I can see the but this is he just slides right into that next role yeah. of election. Yes. <laughs> He's the anti Ferris Bueller. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Did we <laughs> so we just did one or we've done two with him? I feel like we've done three for some reason. Yeah, we did the um we did the the fantasy movie, the uh Oh the, yes. Uh, Lady Hawk. Lady Hawk. Yep, so this Lady is our Hawk. number four. This is number four. We're yeah, gonna have he's, to start he's, calling this the Matthew Broderick podcast. <laughs> yeah, he's leading leading the league in uh, wow hits here. Huh. huh. Um, Jack Black was in Waterworld, by the way. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, small part. <laughs> and then uh, Paul Greco, who does the karaoke. Oh yeah. Yep. Was in the Warriors. Yep. Mm-hmm. The Orphans. Shoot. Who else is uh, that? It. No, there's more. Oh, damn it. I mean, I would think Paul Napier, who plays the cop. Yes. Is that's in it. something, but I don't know what. Oh, he's in Predator. Wait, no. He's in Blues Brothers. Blues Brothers, right. Yeah. He means he's, he's a good old boy. He's a good old boy. Good old boys, yeah. Ch- yeah. Charles Napier. <laughs> is that what it is? What I say? Paul. Paul? <laughs> Chuck Bill? Chuck. Ed Napier. Well, who will that's always him, be <laughs> unforgettable? <Feed> my fish. <laughs> yes. Not too much. <laughs> Commander, uh, whatever his name is. Yes. I read a, a funny. I read a funny factoid that um, when this movie was in production, Ben Stiller or Judd Apatow got a call from Larry, the cable guy's agent. <laughs> oh yeah. Trying to t- trying to convince Judd Apatow to change the title of the film. <laughs> I can't he believe would... he was that big then. I don't think he was. No, he, I think was. he was. He was trying to create a name. I think oh. he was sort of on the rise. Yeah, there was an interview with, with Judd Apatow about 10 years ago, and that was talking about this movie and, you know, how bummed they were with, with some, some of the, the reception um, from the critics. And at the end of the interview, he 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 did mention that, that Larry the Cable Guy's agent called him. And he said, you know, we didn't change the name, but I think in hindsight, Larry won. It's like he shouldn't, <laughs> hopefully he's not, not uh, still upset about that. Yeah. I think he was just fine. So the movie didn't totally flop. It did, it, it did actually make uh, like a, it was something around yeah. $50 million profit, which is a decent amount of money. It did yeah, yeah, it did. It did fine. If, if, like you said, if it wasn't such a big deal that Jim Carrey made twenty million dollars, yeah, it would have been just fine. But it had to do a lot better just because of that perception. Yeah, or it was supposed to do a lot. I mean, it was. It was. It did great. But it uh, debuted at number two in the UK, apparently. But you know, not as much as they had predicted. I mean, it's it's weird to think about studios and projected earnings and stuff like that. You know, the business yeah. part of it, the, the mm-hmm. pure numbers part, like. Really, you're you're not satisfied with making three or four times your money? 
<laughs> right. Yeah. But it happens. Yeah. Did you guys um, recognize the one sort of uh, like famous sibling in the basketball scene? Uh, was oh shoot. No. No. At least not one this of, time around. I that one rings a bell. Go ahead. One of them is uh Bill Murray's brother, Joel Murray, who is in One Crazy oh, Summer. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> After he breaks it. he breaks the backboard. Yeah. He has he says, "Oh, I guess we're done." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just the number of people in this yeah. as extras is yeah, is crazy. Yeah. Um, one other factoid I read is that, uh, the scene, another scene that I've quoted many times when, um, it's, M it's MTV in the background, of the news and, uh, what's her name? I forgot her name. Uh, the MTV lady who did the news, whatever. And uh, she's yeah. talking about Sam sweet or whatever. And they play the nine one one call in <laughs> the voiceover is like, I think they were Asian. You know, they looked, I'm, they were speaking in another language. I'm pretty sure it was Asian. <laughs> He's all sobbing. Thing that that I'm was actually sure. Jim Carrey's voice saying that, not Ben Stiller's. Oh. And so I went back and I listened to it and I was like, Jesus, I can't tell. Like, I can't tell. If you think about it, it sounds like both of them. It, or it could be either of them. I always assumed it was Ben Stiller. But when I read that, I yeah. went back and listened. I'm like, oh, that could definitely be Jim Carrey. I just, I can't tell. These days, you could probably do a composite, but back then it was, they had to probably pick one or the other and just, yeah. Tabitha Soren. Yeah, yeah, Tabitha Soren. That's right. Yes. For the kids out there, MTV is a channel that used to play music videos. They were called VJs for, I don't know, video jockeys? I don't know why. Yeah. Called, yeah. So the yeah, scene. that was <laughs> what? Go ahead. No, I was just gonna uh, say that's how we got a lot of news for real. I mean, it, there was you know yeah. MTV was on and they'd break in and they'd tell you some yeah shit well, happened. Yeah, like, I mean their entertainment news was something. <laughs> there was no internet really in their heyday. Mm -hmm. Not really. It's crazy. It's weird to think about the world before the internet. Like driving, you know, from Wisconsin to Los Angeles and back. With an atlas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had one of those big books of Chicago with yeah. all the, like hundreds of pages. Yeah. Or state like, maps right, I guess we'll go this way. Yeah. It's insane. These days I drive five miles. I put it in my fucking phone, you know? <laughs> are, you, are you that type? You got to put it in before you, before you like put it in reverse? Oh or yeah. Pull out? Of course. <laughs> if I don't know where I'm going, sure. Well, but let's say you're pulling out of your driveway and you're, I have a personal stake in this is obviously why I'm bringing this up because <laughs> <laughs> we, we've come to an understanding, but like Amy is a, wait, I got to put the directions in. And I'm like, you do like we, I mean, well, I got to go sure. that way. I got to start going that way. Why don't I just get going? And then we put, well, the look, if you, if you, if, <laughs> if you're driving and she's navigating and you know the general direction, then sure. That's right. fine. Right. Like if Sam and I are getting in the car and I'm driving and she's navigating and I know whether to turn left or right out of my driveway, then yeah, sometimes I'll just go. <laughs> but if sometimes I don't, I don't know which way to go. Right. So I wait. Oh, and if, if I'm I, alone yeah, though, of course yeah. I'm going to put the directions in before. Oh, see, I won't even do that. I won't do what? that when I'm alone. No, I'll just get going and then I'll be like, all right, let's put them in. How many accidents have you been in as okay, a Okay, for, for, for our <laughs> listeners, no, no well, putting stuff in the phone while driving. Do I have to count that one I re recounted with my sister? It was, it was a zero car accident? I mean... <laughs> I don't believe that's That's not true at all. I know you were in what? an accident once. Go ahead. I, I'm not saying I wasn't in an accident. I never said that. <laughs> oh. But I, I mean, he was just about when to you recount them, you say it's zero. Okay. I'm saying, how many have I admitted to on this show? One. <laughs> 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 Meanwhile, back at the review for The Cable Guy, we were discussing oh, right. the okay. soundtrack <laughs> and how good it is. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty good. Uh, um, so, have, yeah, I'll the have, opening, yeah. opening lyric was uh, from the Primitive Radio Gods, the standing outside a broken phone booth. Um, but yes. the um, this other thing that I noticed, other song that stood out to me was was the the remake of uh, Oh Sweet Nothing, which 
I think is a great song originally um, by $10,000 Gold Chain. There's no reason anybody should remember who they are, except for the fact that um, it's uh, McCready from uh, Pearl Jam. He did a little side side gig. Oh, Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. Mike McCready made made the, uh, had a little side gig and made that song. Yeah. Um, If you're going to set your movie in Seattle, you got to throw some some love to the the, gr- the old grunge people. Oh yeah, I Mike mean, McCready. That's... You got Allison Chains, Jerry Cant- Cantrell. That was his the closing yep. credits. That was his song, his like first solo song. Yep, and you've got um, you've got uh, Ruby, who I like. Um, one album wonder. Um, but what was the other one? Uh, something. Somebody to love, obviously, huge song. Overall, it's I think pretty solid soundtrack. Yeah, I like it. And I know Cohen loves the uh, the Dizzy Gillespie, <laughs> Salpinuts, Salpinuts. <laughs> of course, and that, Jack Black's wearing the the uh, yeah. Soundgarden T-shirt. Right. Mm-hmm. There's a Cracker song. There's Filter. Hey man, nice shot. That oh, was yeah. a huge thing. Yep. Sung by the Toadies. They were popular for one song uh, porno for <laughs> i was trying to think oh wow i didn't know that was in there yeah i was trying to think of what other movies hey man nice shot has been in but i couldn't from memory that's the first hmm. one i can think i mean this is probably the earliest use of the of that song but it's a good song it's well known and it seems to work with a lot of stuff yeah maybe nothing but you know if anyone happens to know What's our uh, email address again? <laughs> the film with three brains at gmail.com? Yes. Wait, is that right? Let us know if you, uh, if you picked up on those. Yeah. We should probably mention that more often, huh? Just occurred to me if, you know, if they yeah. wanted to. The about. film with three brains, all spelled out. Nice and cumbersome. <laughs> at gmail.com gmail gmail <laughs> gmail.com <laughs> did you check gmail yet no <laughs> do it after breakfast <laughs> all right well i was looking i was trying to find one more double up for like george seagal or something i haven't got nothing so seagal 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 yeah. thank you george seagal <laughs> yeah oh i don't shouldn't say seagal yeah why would i say seagal that sounds like it's related to steven yeah steven so this was the film that judd apatown and uh, leslie mann met on they got married a year oh. or two later and are still married and their kids are in knocked up and this is 40 and stuff mm-hmm. yep this is 40 and 40 year old virgin i like the number 40 yeah um the uh so there's a scene that so the scene at the end when they're climbing up into the satellite dish and he's got the the staple gun <laughs> and it's sort of the bird's eye down and jim jim carrey sees matthew rodder coming up and he's real close and uh he goes he shoots him in the face a couple of times and he makes weird noise he goes i've never been able to figure out what in the hell he says there and i had i turned the closed captioning on and watch that scene and it doesn't say anything it doesn't show ah. him saying anything and then and i was reading about it on like imdb or whatever and it says apparently that he was doing an impression of beavis and butthead and that's fine but i still oh. would like to know what the hell he says i have no idea what he says there because it seems verbal it doesn't just seem like n- sounds it seems like he's saying something yeah maybe he's just doing beavis like <laughs> You know. I don't know. I, I, I just, I always thought there were words he was saying, and I've always wondered what it was. I've never known it. It's always bothered me. Hmm. I thought you were going to say, just, just for the record, that, go ahead. this has never bothered me. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> this should chap your ass. Man. Uh, so this movie's PG-13. I th- you think a 13-year-old these days would enjoy this movie? I do. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, mildly amused. Yeah. How about a (laughs) twelve-year-old? Absolutely not. (laughs) (laughs) 
All right. So they called it right. <laughs> <laughs> they nailed it. Okay. There's some validation MPAA. So what are I we would doing love next? to see. Wait a minute. I would love to see a sequel. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Why not? That was, uh, you know, I really like the ending that he doesn't die. Like they set it up that he's going to die. I love that he doesn't die, that he mm -hmm. lands right next to the thing. He looks at it and he's like, huh. <laughs> and then he, and he ends up in that helicopter. Like, right. I thought that was genius. I was like, you could have just ended this thing. And instead, no, you like, you, you, like I don't know. I, it's one of those little things. I was like, that's perfect. Yeah. Of course he doesn't die. Yeah. I wouldn't, uh, you're, uh, uh, yeah, they should do a sequel. Why not? <laughs> yeah. You know, you can start with like the end of his relationship with the helicopter pilot <laughs> and then he moves on to another person and maybe, maybe he switches from cable to some, a new medium. Maybe he's, you know, the possibilities yes. are endless. Yeah. Yes. The internet fiber guy. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Yeah. All right. All right. What are we doing next? You want to move on? All right, let's move on. Okay, so I've got a very... Wait, uh, hold on. You just reminded well, me of something. Okay. Just one quick thing. It doesn't necessarily have to do with the cable guy, but coincidentally, uh, a few days ago, I don't remember what I was... Uh, Sam and I were watching something. Like, uh, I don't remember how this came up. Or I was on my laptop or something looking at something, and I discovered the interview Jim Carrey did... Um, with like Conan after Batman Forever came out and he was talking about how Tommy Lee Jones really hates him Jim Carrey <laughs> and and it was while they were filming Batman Forever um, Jim Carrey went into a restaurant wherever the hell and saw Tommy Lee Jones and um, he just went over to say hi and he said clearly Tommy Lee Jones was bristling that he was even like standing next to him and Tommy Lee Jones stood up and and told like pulled him close and said, "I really don't like you." And Jim Carrey's like, "Oh, oh, oh why?" <laughs> and he says, "I cannot sanction your buffoonery." And then like pushes him away and sits down. <laughs> <laughs> sanction anyway, buffoonery. Having seen you know, and I heard that story before, but I had never seen Jim Carrey tell that story. I just read it. And it just cracked me up because he seemed so tickled by it. Yeah, I bet he loved it. <laughs> anyway, so I was thinking about that when I was watching The Cable Guy because, I don't know, the buffoonery. Anyway, what are we doing next? Okay. Uh, it's going to be a very difficult guess, but I'll give you a chance. <laughs> <clears throat> Starting with the reason I picked it. I was trying to think of a way to, you know, leapfrog from one movie to the next. Uh, and what I came up with was the license plate on the van. Does anyone remember what the license plate was on the van? No. Very specific. I don't know why you would, but it's called the friendship state. Does anyone know what the friendship state plate actually referred to? The friendship it's not, state? It's not Washington. Which it, sh it should have been a Washington plate, but it's not. The friendship state. Uh, yes. I have no idea. No. It's Texas. Hmm. Uh, apparently because the word for Texas comes from a Native American word for friendship okay okay yep we'll just 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 nod and smile keep we'll keep going mm -hmm. um so then i was like okay well it's uh you know we're coming up on the spooky season here i should probably do something horror suspense or spooky or something like that um and then i was like well what let's go with one from texas first thought was texas chainsaw massacre but that is 1974 mm. so that's out just messed um up. so i went with a 1975 movie Directed by Jack Starrett. In typical Sean fashion, I have never seen it. <laughs> it has Peter Fonda and Warren Oates and some other people. But it's, uh, I don't know, it might be a, it's probably a dud. Let's be, let's be honest. It's probably a complete dud. But, <laughs> you know, it made its money. <laughs> it's got some interesting people in it. And it's, it's a, it's sort of an action horror movie kind of thing. So I have no idea. Yeah, I, I, I don't know why you would have seen it. It's called Race with the Devil. That's and is it watchable? I mean, well, I mean, I that's... mean not if it's. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to watch it regardless. <laughs> if we can. Yeah. Yes, if we can. I, it's available for rent, but. Okay. Yeah. Good. 
<laughs> nothing. I love nothing. it. No <laughs> HBO. Isn't there? You a... Just Google it real quick, and on the right side it says box office: twelve million or six million. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> a multiple Isn't there choice. Like some shitty western with Tobey Maguire called something like Race with the Devil. Tobey Maguire. Huh. What am I thinking of? I mean, there's there's Running with the Devil. There's other variations, but I think that was Van Halen. Oh, it was uh yeah, it was six million North American, twelve million with uh no wait, what does it say? It's yeah, it's in, it's disputed, I guess. All right. Well yeah, it just... has this the same um I mean, there was this... yeah. I could have gone with Bats from nineteen ninety nine with Lou Diamond Phillips. I've seen that. <laughs> yeah, I figured you had. <laughs> It's dog shit. <laughs> it's dog shit. Yeah, yeah I, it's terrible. I thought let's give us a chance. I mean, if I know it's absolute dog shit, I don't. You know, let's just give us a coin flip here. What ride with the devil? That's that's what uh, it's a Tobey Maguire like western. Mm. Um. Before or after Spider Man? Uh, that's a good question. I think it's after actually. Oh no, it's before. Shortly before. Um Yeah. Uh sandwiched in between the Cider House rules and Wonder Boys, he managed to shit out a crapper called Ride with the Devil. <laughs> All right. Well, just because you sound so skeptical, I'll, I'll I'll build it up a little bit. On Rotten Tomatoes, it is better than the cable guy for both the tomato meter and the audience score. What? That's insane. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. There, that sets your expectations. I mean, I, yeah. This has been our best review, though. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I don't know that Race with the Devil will top it, in tomato meter or not. This is this is clearly the best one. Yeah, creme de la creme. It's it's the goddamn bomb. Yeah. All right. So, well then, on we go. Race with the Devil, it is. Uh, I don't know how I catch more shit for my picks than Sean does, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Just throwing that out in the ether. <laughs> yeah, I like to ride the ragged edge. I'll, I'll put our interns on that and see what they come up with. <laughs> it's shocking how many movies you come up with I've never heard of. <laughs> I know, I know. I mean, That's every once in a while, you'll you'll know it and you'll have an opinion on it. But yeah, mm-hmm. all right. But not this one. All right. Well, until we talk about race of the devil, this has been the film with three brains. Adios. Thanks for listening. That's the film with three brains. That's your metaphor. Is a pool. <laughs>